welcome back to another episode of the Raving Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I am your host, Steve Tiemann. And I am Farhan. And we're here without Jeremy. He is, I think he's at Model UN, because that's where my professor is, and he's there too. So, we wish him luck with all of the fake negotiating. But we're going to be here talking about comic book stuff, so here we go. Um, the first thing, Marvel Studios is getting rolling on the Eternals, which is like probably the the uh, the concept I know I know the least about. Yeah, no, same here. with with Marvel. Um, but it's it's cosmic stuff. It's going to like be broadening the universe, possibly how they're going to include the mutants. I have no idea how, but um, some basic stuff that they they've kind of like made known. Like this is what we're looking for for casting. So the the main lead is going to be an actress in her early 30s. They're open to any nationality, but particularly Middle Eastern, African, or Native American. Said to be powerful with a timeless quality and a leader. I have no idea who she could be playing. Oh, yeah. Again, no idea I don't either. know anything about the Eternals. Um, so they don't necessarily have any specific people in mind. They're just general not, descriptions of what they would yeah. like for the whoever they cast to be. No. And okay. There are some names of characters. So they're like, hey, this is... Who we might be looking for. This is who might show up. Mm-hmm. And none of the names look familiar, except for one, apparently, is the brother of Thanos. Okay. His name is Star Fox. That nah, name doesn't yeah. ring a bell for me. So, just real generic stuff. Um, one, of the, one of the leads is, like, described as, like, a Greek god. So, that could be, like, maybe they're going to introduce Hercules into the MCU or yeah. something. Yeah, Hercules is the only Greek god character that I'm familiar with in Marvel Comics. So when you say Greek God in the context of Marvel, he's the only person I think of, but I don't know who else could they possibly be referring to. Do you know? Is that the only description they give? It's just Greek God or are they? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, an unknown male character who is described only as a Greek God. So okay, it's just well. a bunch of speculation at this point. So I'm not going to like knock this yet just because it's like such a bizarre concept, but so was Guardians of the Galaxy when that yeah. came out, and look what that, look where that went. So I mean, I, I can see the Eternals being something. If Kevin Feige th- thinks it's a good idea, then obviously I'll you know put my trust in him and see where this goes. Right. Um, I'm sure it'll tie into Thanos in some way, shape, or form, just for box office reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably want to connect this to something the audience has already seen. And Thanos, I believe, from my knowledge, is the only Eternal we've seen on screen as of right now. So I'm sure they'll find a way to tie it into the larger MCU in a way that'll get people to come out. So we'll give it. I don't know when is. Do we know when Eternals is getting released? Or? I don't think so. I, okay, maybe 2020. Okay, it's it's pretty far out there. Um, but yeah, they're for those of you who are hoping the MCU stops or slows down because of whatever reasons. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are gonna wait in a minute. Sorry, we're there. The train has no brakes. Um. So I kind of mentioned it, uh, Guardians Three. the uh, The rumor mill is that Travis Knight uh, is being eyed as the director. He's directing Bumblebee, and he directed Kubo in the Two Strings. That's not a bad choice, but um, it's obviously I think any any person they would have picked would have gotten no matter how good the person is. I think would have gotten a little yeah, but he's not James. Yeah, people Gunn. are going to be like, not my James Gunn. Yeah, so I I think you're going to deal with that a little bit, but Travis Knight is a very capable director, so if you attach his name to something, I'm not going to complain. Um, and, you know, I am I have full faith that he'll be able to. I haven't seen Bumblebee yet, but I, I do believe that, obviously, since that hasn't come out, but obviously I, I do believe that he'll be able to 
um, do a capable job with Guardians 3, but like I said, he's not James Gunn. Yeah. So it, it is going to feel a little different. It's not going to be, you know, the same sort of James Gunn flair that we've kind of gotten to know and love with the Guardians of the Galaxy film. So we'll, that'll take a little bit of an adjustment, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think once people get over that and kind of see that, oh, Travis Knight is a very capable director. For sure. I, I think people will be able to get over that and enjoy Guardians 3, hopefully with no John drama. I'm pretty sure... Do they? Do we know if they're keeping James Gunn's script or if they're changing it? As far as I know, or, the script is staying. Okay, so at least amongst the cast, I should, you know, right. sort of subdue tensions a little bit. Cause I know Batista. Yeah, made Batista's a big deal not happy. That. So they might just be like, "So Drax dies in this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might. Yeah, Drax might not but, make it out of this yeah. for contractual reasons. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll see what he uh, what he does, what he's able to do. Yeah. I, I believe in Travis Knight, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I'm really excited for Bumblebee. I am as well. Like, uh, it's the first time I've been excited for a Transformers movie in a while. <laughs> long time. Yeah, yeah. very long time. Mm-hmm. But we'll see what he does. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, we got the next trailer in the train of Soulless Disney Cash Grab remakes with Tim Burton's Dumbo. <laughs> so a Soulless Cash Grab remakes? Okay, maybe they have some. They have soul in them, but they are cash grabs. True, but like, at least they're like... For the for the most part, I think with the exception of Maleficent, have been quality films. Yeah, I know it's yeah. just a little bit of cynicism. Like we, you, yeah, know, you know why they're making. Yeah, these. but it's but, hard for me to label something as a cash grab. Like when because because it, it feels like they're putting to me a cash grab is like we're solely putting. Well, obviously every film was put out with the intention of making money, but we're putting this out to make money, and we know it's going to make money, so we're not going to put a whole lot of effort into it. Okay, that's Whereas, like, with the Disney live-action remakes, it, it's clear they're putting effort into it, mm-hmm. and they, like, actually want to make good films. Whereas, to me, a cash grab is just, we're going to put this out there because we know, no matter how good or bad it is, we're going to make money like off of it. We know there's going to so, be butts in seats. Yeah, yeah. so that we're just going to put it out here and put minimal effort because we know we can put out a trash product and still make 80 to $100 million. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, what a cash grab is. So I wouldn't necessarily classify the Disney. I mean, sure, they are cash grabs, and I guess the sense of they're just putting them out there because... We're going to remake something from animated form to live action, make money off of it. But they are at least, from what I can see, putting effort into it to make them quality films. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to accuse Disney of just straight cash grabbing and putting out not good. Obviously, outside of Maleficent, you know, not quality films. Yeah, the the ones that they tried to make like dark and gritty Mm -hmm. reboots like Maleficent and Alice in Wonderland to an extent. I forgot about Alice in Wonderland too. Yeah, those like those were like less good. But like like starting with Cinderella, where it's like, hey. It's the movie that you like, only mm-hmm. with actors that you recognize, and it's mm-hmm. live action, and it's got yeah. money in it. Those have been those have been solid, and yeah. Lion King is gonna like knock and Beauty and the Beast as well. Beauty and the Beast was good. Um, Jungle Book was really good. Jungle I'm Book was really. I'm good. I'm still worried about Aladdin. Um. Well, yeah, we we heard a few complaints about Aladdin from the set about some issues they were having, but I think overall, I don't see Aladdin being like a huge dip in quality. If the of all the other ones seem to maintain a quality of being really good films, I don't see Aladdin being like the drop off. Mm-hmm. There's just there's too much there to work with for you to. I mean, obviously, there's a way to screw up Aladdin, but I, I think there's just too much there to work with, and I think Disney of all people would understand how valuable of a property that is. Yeah, especially that, with yeah. like. The attachment to it and like Robin Williams. Yeah, and all that, I think so. Disney, if anybody understands the importance of Aladdin to pop culture, I think Disney understands. Mm. So I, I have faith that they'll they'll take care of that and not, you know, do something wild or something that right. might, you know, you know. Yeah, I got yeah. you. All hail the mouse. It's a, it's Mickey's 90th birthday. Is it really? I think today. Oh, Happy wow. Birthday, Mickey. Yep, they just keep gobbling up properties yeah. <laughs> left and right. Changing copyright laws. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Um, 
So the CWDC universe is still a thing, and it's, and it's still going. And they have cast their Lex Luthor. And it's, it took them all this time to cast Lex Luthor? I guess so. But now Lex Luthor will be played by John Cryer from Two and a Half Men fame. Oh, I heard crickets because I have no clue who that is. He's Alan from Two and a Half Men. You know who that is? I, I literally know nothing else that he's in, and that's why... Well, like, I think Two and a Half Men... Charlie Sheen was in there, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's who I think of when yeah. someone right. mentions I'll that show. You know, but, I'll just pull up John Cryer, because he, he does have, like, a, a shaved head now, so he does... He looks the part, and he... I, remember I, that I guess he's a, a pretty competent actor, but it, I guess there's been, like, a little bit of backlash, like, why this guy? Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, Two and a Half Men related. Like, why why are you getting the Two and a Half Men guy to be Lex Luthor? Oh, okay, yeah, I recognize yeah, him. Bald. Yeah, Um. I mean, I'm sure he'll do a better job than Jesse Eisenberg, yes, which isn't saying exactly. much. But yeah, at this point, if, if you cast anyone not named Jesse Eisenberg who looks bald as Lex Luthor, I don't think you're going to get too many complaints just because we've seen Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor <laughs> yeah. and seen how bad that is. Um, so I think just a refreshment of the character, no matter who's playing it, I think is a good thing right now. Um, if only we could get that in the film version, that would be nice. I'm still pulling for Cranston. But... That, would, that wouldn't be a bad idea. That, be, that was a popular that choice. That would be great. That would I was be, more of a Mark Strong person. I wanted Mark Strong to be. Is that Merlin and Kingsman? Uh, I'm just gonna yes, up. the the bald guy that's helping Eggsy. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's him. He's also yeah, yeah. He's also Sinestro in Green Lantern. I know that's not a movie you, a lot of people want to be associated <laughs> with, but he was in that. Um, Didn't trying, they they cast him in D, in the DC? Yeah, he's playing the DC villain in uh, Shazam. Yeah. So I, I forgot the doctor something. I forgot the name of the something. villain. But he is playing the villain in Shazam. But he was initially like when people were when we were speculating who was going to play Lex Luthor in BVS. I was on the Mark Strong team, and I know a lot of the people were on Brian Cranston. But that's not what we got at all. We got the exact got, opposite of what everybody wanted. We got Jesse Eisenberg doing a Zuckerberg impression. Exactly, and but being insane. You know what? What are you gonna do at this point? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um. So yeah. CW's going pretty strong. They got, it's like, Superman's here and Batwoman's here. No, yeah, I mean, I haven't, only CW uh, DC show that I've watched is just the first season of Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. But um, from what I hear from the other show, they seem to have, like, all their stuff together. Like, I don't know what season Flash or Green Arrow are on right now. Arrow's been going for but, a long time. Yeah, I was like, but they've, they've both been, from what I hear, doing pretty well. I, I know I have a friend that watches uh, Flash and says good things about it for the most part, maybe with a few negative things here or there. But, yeah, the, the surprisingly, DC seems to know what they're doing on TV. They just mm. haven't found a way to translate that to the big screen. I've heard yet. people are liking Titans, too. Really? Yeah. I might have to check that out. I need to get out. into that. Yeah, um, I might have to check that out. I, I haven't read any reviews or seen anything for Titans, so I don't know. I saw a clip. I just kind of assumed it was going to be bad because, you know. Yeah, because of that, that Comic-Con trailer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because of that trailer, I was like, this, yeah. is, this, this is, is not. This is what they're going with. Okay. But, yeah, I saw a clip of, like, Dick Grayson investigating something. And, like, there's, like, a bunch of assassins that show up. And then Jason Todd, Robin, like, saves him. And he's like, hi, I'm the new Robin. I was hmm. like, hey, this is this is interesting. And I think, I might be hallucinating this, but I swear DC, the streaming service, introduced a poll of whether or not they're going to kill him. Just really? like, like Just like they did with the comics, like, back in the day. Wow. Like, when they did Death in the Family, mm-hmm. they were like, call in to kill Jason call Todd or not. kill Jason Todd. And by a very narrow margin... The Joker killed Jason Todd, so now they're doing it again. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like a bit that they're doing, because maybe. Yeah, I don't see a show. I mean, that's one thing to do that for a comic book, but yeah. for a show runner to, because yeah. like that's a decision that can change the course of your entire show. Right. I don't know if you'd leave that up to fans to decide. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't seem like a 
a good thing to do. It reminds me of a Bill Parcells quote, actually. He's a former Giants head coach, and he basically said, coaches who listen to the fans are guaranteed to be sitting with them the next week. Mm. Like, as in if you listen to the fans, you're going to lose your job. Yeah, so I don't sure. necessarily think for for comics that's one thing, but for a live-action TV show, I don't think that's a good idea. I think we'll settle on it. it's a bit. Yeah, I really hope that's a bit. I really, for the sake of... I like imagine, people's employment. Yeah. I really hope that's a bit. Because I imagine they'll they'll want to do a Red Hood Nightwing face off. Yeah. At some point, because that would be interesting. Yeah. No, I was so, yeah. that. I don't see. If, I mean, if you're gonna kill Jason Todd, then kill Jason Todd. But don't leave it up to <laughs> yeah. the fans to decide. Vote in everybody. Yeah. No, that's that's not a good idea. Ah, good stuff. I'm gonna try finding that somewhere to watch. Yeah, I have a jailbroken Fire Stick. So hey, yeah, very good. probably gonna be watching it on that. Cool. Um, where was I? Okay, so. In our uh, recurring theme of why is this a thing, um, Bad Boys 3 is filming, <laughs> and they have the title. Would you like to hear the title? Oh, they have the title. I yes. didn't know that. I just thought it's it was... Bad Boys for Life, but the E is a 3. <laughs> and that's, that's the title they're going with. It's like two numbers. Wow. We are um, now we're back in 2005. I actually saw the uh, announcement video Will Smith posted on his Instagram of like him and Martin Lawrence mm-hmm. like him and Martin Lawrence saying they were going to do it. Um, I I'm actually not totally um I'm not on the train of like people who are like why in the hell are they making this? I mean, I get it. Martin yeah. Lawrence needs work and there there are <laughs> there are fans of the Bad Boys franchise. I know my dad like, I'm loves them. I'm not against it. Yeah, like, like, I'm not against right. it, but it was it's like this is this is a little too late now. Seems, this, yeah, it seems a little far separated from yeah, Bad this, Boys. Yeah. This film was supposed to I believe this was in production for a while and I think initially they had a release date of 2015. Mm. Um but it obviously that didn't happen. And after that I kind of assumed it wasn't getting made, but I guess something happened. <laughs> Clearly, this this kind of came Boy, out of are nowhere. You wrong? Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere because I was yeah. under the impression that after it didn't meet the 2015 date, and I didn't hear anything after that. That this was just kind of a dead project. Mm-hmm. But out of the blue, Will Smith just said, "Oh, we're doing it now." Mm-hmm. So I guess they're going into production. Um, it just kind of seems out of the blue and out of nowhere that they were finally able to get everyone's schedules on track after mm-hmm. like three or four years of being in production and having nothing. Yeah. But I mean it. I don't know. I don't know who the director is. I don't. I don't, I don't think either. it's. I don't think Michael Bay is coming back. Oh, so Michael Bay. I hate it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if Michael Bay is coming back to direct or not. But I feel like he should because this is kind of like his baby. And in my opinion, the Bad Boy films are one of the few Michael Bay films that are actually of quality. Um, but we'll see how this goes. It's being directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Okay, see that tempers my excitement a little bit. I don't know bit. who these people are. That tempers my excitement a little bit because I actually, if you're going to re, if you're going to bring Bad Boys back, I feel like it should be Michael Bay. This is the only time you're ever going to hear me say Michael Bay should direct a movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I feel like it should be Michael Bay because you, when you watch Bad Boys one and two, those are Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like they're so like they're so clearly Michael. You can see Michael Bay plaster all <laughs> over those films. So I I f- would have a difficult time watching Bad Boys yeah. again and having it not be Michael Bay directing it because. Part of what you like about the first two Bad Boys movies is that it's fun and over the top, and there's explosions everywhere. Mm-hmm. And who better to bring that than Michael Bay? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just feel there's like there's a certain tone that yeah, like in, in certain cases, having yeah. Michael Bay as your director isn't a bad thing. And I feel like this is the situation where that applies. Mm-hmm. So, because Michael Bay, contrary to popular belief, he's not a totally incompetent and terrible director. Yeah, he's he has made good films in the past, and the Bad Boys films are, in my opinion. 
two of those films that are actually of quality. I like two out of the five Transformers, and I like 13 Hours. That's yeah, and it. 13 Hours as well was also good. And Pain and Gain wasn't a bad film to me. I just thought it was distasteful. I thought it was really dumb. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was a bad film. I just thought it was very distasteful because he was yeah. like, that was a real life event, and he kind of made essentially a Transformers movie out of it yeah. where like real life people died. Mm-hmm. Whereas I kind of I kind of wasn't really feeling that. But like Michael Bay has made somewhat decent films in the past yeah. and Bad Boys, like I said, is his thing. So having I I don't know who these two directors are. I'm not yeah. familiar with them at all. So it's hard for me to get excited about this now, knowing yeah. that it's not gonna be weirdly enough as it sounds, that it's not gonna be Michael Bay directing. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Bad boys for li- bad boys for Lift Three. <laughs> for Lift Three. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Game of Thrones. I know you said earlier you don't watch Game of Thrones, but I do. And it's coming back in April with really long episodes for the last season. So it wasn't, um, from my understanding, wasn't there a film that was supposed to come out? I think there there might be one. I know there was talk of you, they should make the last episode a feature-length film and put it in the theaters or something Oh, that was never like confirmed. That, that was just yeah. a rumor? Okay. That gotcha, wasn't confirmed. Gotcha. There might be a film. Um, I know there's lots of talks of spinoffs, mm-hmm. and I think they were the pilot of a spinoff. Okay. But for the final season, it's going to be on HBO, but, I mean, they might as well be movies. Okay. Each episode's going to be over an hour. The budget has ballooned mm-hmm. like crazy as the show has gone on, and... So what season is this now? Eight. Eight? I think. Okay. Seven or eight. And they have blown way past... George Martin, where he is with the books, he's mm-hmm. still struggling. And he's, like, said in interviews, I'm struggling with the last book because it's, like, it's almost like it's five separate books. Wow. With just, like, the different characters and stuff. So that's fun. Um, but what was I going to say? When, when, they, when they were first making the show, George was talking with, like, the people who were possibly going to do it. And then Benioff and Weiss went, like, it was their turn to, like, talk with George. And they, they guessed... Jon Snow's parents got it right, wow. and when like they started rolling on it, George told them the ending, mm-hmm. just in case he died, because he's, he's old, and mm-hmm. he's not exactly in the best shape of his life, mm-hmm. so there was a very real possibility that, like, hey, I might die before the books are done, so you should know how it ends, mm-hmm. so, and there was a lot of complaints starting like, around season five of, like, diverging from the books, Yeah. so it'll, it'll converge again, I imagine, with this last season, so I'm mm-hmm. interested to see like where it goes because it's it's coming it's coming to the pointy end of it all. All the plot lines are converging. All yeah. of like the side characters are basically dead, and it's about to be just be magic and dragons and ice people and just crazy craziness. Sounds so, like a blast. Yeah. So yeah, I have way too much catching up to do for me to start to try to get up there now. Yeah. But I always it's, told myself I'll get started on Game of Thrones and never do. It's it's a time commitment, but it's it's some solid TV. The first couple seasons are like real like dead on with the books, mm-hmm. and it's really good. And then the last season, I think, whichever season had the Battle of the Bastards in it, that is like some that's solid, that's amazing. So do you know how many more seasons there will be? Like is this there, is it. This is it. This, so is, this is the last, is the last one. season. This is okay. the last one of the Game of Thrones story. There, gotcha. Like I said, there's gonna be there's spinoffs and prequels. And, gotcha. And, yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming to a close. I'm pretty excited for it. And uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, one of the actors from Game of Thrones has been cast. I'm pretty sure as the lead in The Mandalorian. It's Pedro Pascal. He's also in Kingsman Two, and he's in Narcos. Pretty sure, and other things. Oh. And I like him as an actor, and he's going to be the one in the bucket. He's going to be the Mandalorian. So I mean, 
The Mandalorian for me is the one Star Wars property right now outside of the films, obviously, that I'm looking forward to. Yep. Just because um, the I'm forgetting the name of the Rogue One character that they're oh Cassian. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like to me the Mand like they announced the Mandalorian and everyone was like yay and then they announced that and you were like why you were doing good <laughs> yeah <laughs> why you did you <laughs> yeah no so um I'm pretty sure it's just coming out on the streaming service correct? Yes. so we'll figure out I'll figure out a way to watch it I probably do have a way to watch it but mm. I, it's probably not the most legal way to watch it um but yeah no I do plan on checking out the Mandalorian this casting is kind of like a yeah, I, I've heard of him, but I've never actually seen any of his work. Like, I haven't seen Kingsman 2. I've never watched Narcos. I obviously don't watch Game of Thrones, but I've heard mm. the name Pedro Pascal before. Mm. Um, so it's, it's like one of those, like, oh, I know who that person is, but I don't, I've never seen any of their work, so it's kind of hard for me to get excited one way or the other. But I am excited for The Mandalorian. Yeah. So this is, I guess. That one's going to be really cool. Yeah. That and Clone Wars Season 7 are about all that I'm excited for, and 9 just to see where it goes. But after that, it's just like, okay, Star Wars just... Yeah, I think after down. 9, it would probably be best if they sort of just give like a period of time where there's no Star Wars. At least movie-wise. Yeah, uh, yeah, at the very least movie-wise. I mean, as a whole, that would be ideal, but I know that's not realistic. Mm. Um, so I, I think just like a period of time between 9 and the next film, there should be a, a decent chunk of time without Star Wars films. Just because I think... Unless you're going to just straight up ex completely expand the universe and go to various different just places. Just do something completely off the yeah. wall, wacky. Which they're not going to do. Yeah. So if they're going to stick with this current model, then I think it requires you to sort of have a break in between. Because right. unlike the MCU, Star Wars, because whereas the MCU is sort of, like I said, expanding the universe, you get various different types of characters, various different types of films, where it doesn't feel like you're watching the same thing over and over again. Whereas with this, this current iteration of the Star Wars universe and what they're doing, they're not like we're seeing essentially kind of the same group of characters or related characters on screen all the time. Right. Um, and whether you're seeing older or younger versions of them. So unless they're going to actually expand, because obviously if Star Wars takes place in the entire galaxy, there's other adventures going on other than the ones we're seeing on screen. Right. But I don't think film wise they're going to touch on those. So I do think a break is kind of what they're going to need yeah. in order to keep people's excitement up there. And I think Lucasfilm has kind of echoed that because they're like, okay, we've got episode nine. We've got The Mandalorian. Filoni's finishing Clone Wars. And they haven't announced any dates or details for anything else. They're like, Ryan Johnson has a trilogy that's going to come out at some point. The guys from Game of Thrones have a trilogy that's going to come out at some point. We haven't announced any Star Wars stories. We haven't announced... Well, there's that kid show running, but who cares? Yeah. And... A game and that's it so like once I feel like once nine drops they'll be like okay we're gonna just we're just gonna chill and like we're gonna work on the next things for like a little <laughs> bit but it's gonna take a while because obviously yeah. we have a lot planned and a lot in the hat so do you think the next thing will probably be just Ryan Johnson's trilogy and then after that we get the Game of Thrones trilogy or do you think we'll probably get those at the same time I don't since know. they're both working on them right now yeah so it makes sense for them to have started right now and I not think, come out to like twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I think Johnson's is going to be first. Okay. Um, there's, and this is completely one hundred percent speculation because we haven't gotten any details from either trilogy other than John Ryan Johnson's is going to explore characters that have never been seen or done before in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be something new and interesting. I know a lot of people have suggested that the Game of Thrones guys do the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. That I actually do want to that see. That would be cool. I've been, I think a lot of people have been sort of wanting yeah. 
some form of the old republic on screen and and be just for some reason still haven't gotten it which is surprising to me and that game is still going really like the, like the old republic and knights of the old republic is like an ongoing thing and i'm pretty sure fairly recently there was some like expansions to the old republic wow so it's clearly still going and i'm pretty sure it's bioware right i have no idea I haven't yeah, played I don't the old republic in whatever company is doing ages. that is and it's got a huge fan base still, and people are still playing it. The servers are still up. Hmm. So at some point, I feel like Lucasfilm's just going to be like, yeah, that's all. That's all canon. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a thousand be. years before episode one, so yeah, it doesn't I even matter. Say, it, it should be. I mean, I don't see why yeah. it wouldn't be. It's not affecting the current timeline at all. They so. almost confirmed it in the Clone Wars because they almost had Darth Revan show up mm-hmm. in like a Force vision mm-hmm. or something, and that might show up in the new season that's coming, so who knows. But like they they slowly have added things like they added yeah. Darth Bane who introduced the rule of two, and yeah, Bane is canon, isn't he? He is now, okay. yeah, because like Yoda, mm-hmm. that was that was one of, one of the like like the lost episodes of the Clone Wars that mm-hmm. released, yeah, like when they were like season seven's canceled, sorry. Mm-hmm. So like they had those few episodes, and then Yoda, they they showed how Yoda learned to do the Force Ghost thing that he mm-hmm. tells Obi Wan about at the mm-hmm. end of three, so he. He ran into some Old Republic stuff gotcha. in that. So they're like, oh, it's partially becoming canon. So I imagine they'll they'll slowly introduce that stuff. I'd also want to see maybe, I mean, I don't know if they'd want to do this or not because they kind of mentioned him in the prequels. and I know they don't want to touch those at all. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to see something with Plagueis on screen just out of curiosity. Yeah. Just because I don't know a whole lot about Plagueis. I've just sort of heard about him mm. and sort of how powerful he is. and that. But I kind of, as someone who doesn't read a whole lot of Star Wars comic books and books and doesn't necessarily venture into Star Wars outside of the films and mm. maybe a few video games here and there, I'd like to see that explored on screen maybe at some point. Yeah, me too. I thought they were going to do it with 8, but... I did too. And I, I actually, there was a lot of speculation that Snoke was Plagueis. Just right. they weren't calling him that yet. Mm-hmm. But obviously I think that's clear that that's not the case. Yeah, now. that that uh, theory was chopped in half. <laughs> literally. By Adam Driver. Quite literally. So, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. We got, this was today, we got a, a trailer for Aquaman, the last trailer before it drops. And it looks really good. It does. It looks amazing. Just like the design of the sea creatures. Um, like I've never been excited seeing a hero use their abilities before. Right. Like it's usually like I know what your powers are and you, I get there. I see you use your powers. No duh. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know what it is, but Jason Momoa just looks amazing. Just swimming, throwing the trident, doing whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like this person fits too perfectly for this role. He did the... Did he, like, do the thing where he's, like, summoning sea creatures? Was that a thing that I saw? Like, I think he kind of yeah, stuck his did. hand out and there's, like, yeah. rings? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or at least at least at the beginning, I know he stuck his hand out in the aquarium when he was a little kid and he called the creatures, like, mm-hmm. I guess, trying to break the glass. Um, I do believe there was a scene where he was calling sea creatures that you're yeah. referring to. i trying awesome. to remember. It might have been a very quick shot. But, yeah, the, the one that got me was actually the design of a lot of the sea creatures was actually really, really good. And I didn't notice. I mean, I, I didn't notice it up until now because I don't think the effects were probably done in the previous trailers. Mm. But I think now that you can see that the effects are either done or near done, it looks really, really good. I'm impressed. Yeah. Who would have thought that this one would be the one that would like? Like, I'm aware that Wonder Woman was really good, mm-hmm. except I have problems with that third act. But like, 
other than Wonder Woman, this is going to be like the only one that I feel like is going to be universally praised. Which is weird. It's when weird because it. it's Aquaman, and yeah. everybody makes fun of Aquaman. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard but, to make fun of this current iteration of Aquaman. I think yeah. Jason Momoa was the perfect person to sort of make that character cool again. Yeah. Um, but even though they are bringing that back, the classic suit, which looks good, but yeah. I like the kind of gray, the darker. Atlantean. Yeah, I like the other armor. suit better, but I can understand why they'd want to bring in the classic suit just for nostalgia purposes or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not very well versed in Aquaman lore. Me either. So I don't know if that suit holds some sort of significance. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to see this. I I'm curious on how they're gonna put Black Manta in there and not make him feel like a throwaway character. Yeah, it's sort of like how other Spider-Man films have done, where they'll bring in a prominent villain to be sort of like a throwaway person at the beginning of Spider-Man fights. So I don't I'm I have a feeling they're gonna probably use Black Manta in that way in yeah. this film. He'll be like a person that Aquaman fights within like the first thirty minutes, that you don't see him after that. Which from what I know about Black Manta. I don't know if that'd be the best. He's a pretty idea recurring villain. Yeah, I don't know if that'd be a good idea for that character. Plus, he looks awesome. Yeah, I was like, his design sweet. looks great yeah. and everything. I don't want him to be like that type of villain that you see in the first twenty minutes and then they're gone. Yeah, but we'll see how this goes. Yeah, uh, um, but you yeah, know, Jason Momoa looks really, really good. I all the designs of all the creatures, all the designs of the villains, everything like this looks like. DC's Black Panther almost in the sense yeah. that not in the cultural sense, but in the sense that it's like, you know, the other the the person in the group who's from a different country or a different world right. who has to rule that kingdom, then they have another person coming in trying to take it from them. And it's sort of like a, a sort of like a, a break from like everything else that's going on in that universe. Whereas sure. you know, the majority of the MCU takes place in the US, Black Panther takes place on another continent. Majority of the DCU takes place on land. This doesn't. Right. So it, it'll be a little bit of a, a break from sort of the other issues of the DCU and all the other things that people talk about. We'll just get to see this totally different world in the DCU that we haven't really gotten to see explored, other than maybe one not very well shot scene in Justice League. Yeah, but, that was like, it was weird. And I love after that came out where they did like Mara made the water, like the air mm-hmm. bubble so they could talk. And then someone was like, hey, James Wan, are they going to do that in your movie? He's just like, no. no. They're just going to talk. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I was, just, I was thinking that. I was like, well, okay, in the Aquaman movie, are they going to have to do this every time they want to have a conversation? Because I guarantee you this is going to create a continuity <laughs> they issue. They have to bob up to the surface. Yeah, like this, that's going to create a continuity <laughs> issue, I'm willing to bet. Because there's going to be a scene in Aquaman where they don't use this to talk. And someone's yeah. going to be like, uh, what the hell? But I'm glad James Wan just kind of said, you know, we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, where else, what else was I thinking about with this? Um. But, the fact that James Wan's directing this actually gave me more confidence initially than yeah. anything else because as I I understand Jeremy doesn't like Zack Snyder and I'm not Zack Snyder's biggest fan. I'm not a huge fan, but he is a he is a good director. Yeah, but um, just it was clear his message or what he was doing was getting a little stale at one point. Um, I think the DCU just has had an issue with finding quality directors outside of Patty Jenkins, who they kind of had to give, you know, the kitchen sink to just because I think they've struggled with finding directors who can fit with each franchise, sort of like Marvel has done. And they've missed on certain occasions. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they found, okay, this director will fit well with this property, this director will fit well with this property, and they'll keep them focusing on that specific thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I think the mistake the DCU made, they try to have one director kickstart the whole universe. Yeah, Which, when you do that, it sort of creates an issue where... 
when you try to switch it up after that, it'll create sort of like what you saw in Justice League, or you saw two directors in one movie. Right. It'll create a big tonal shift or tonal issue within, like, just your universe as a whole, because it it doesn't it won't feel like it won't feel like uh, what, what am I looking for here? It won't feel like it's the same universe if that makes yeah. sense. Like it felt like I was watching two different movies when I was watching Justice League. And I, I think if you're going to create a cinematic universe, you need to have a diverse group of directors who are each going to focus on their own part of that universe as opposed to having one director kickstarted sort of from start up until your big collaboration movie, yeah. which is kind of what they did. I think also DC has suffered from, and we've talked about this before, they've suffered from way more studio interference. A lot more studio interference. Marvel had a, at the beginning, but you look at, Suicide Squad is the big offender with this because they gave David Ayer, who is by all accounts a pretty good director, very good director, and like they gave him six weeks to write a script. And was like, it six weeks really? It was not a lot of time. They were like, okay, you need to get the script out now. Boom, boom, boom. We need to get everything done. And like there was like six or seven cuts of that movie. And like because mm-hmm. remember, like at the very beginning, we heard about how like how dark and weird and depressing yeah, that movie was. It was not that. And at then all. like the second trailer was like. It's Queen and it's Guardians of the Galaxy only DC. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. It felt very different from that first trailer. Everybody was like, "What is going on here?" Mm -hmm. So, I'm glad that. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they if they've done any shaking up at Warner Brothers with who's running DC like the DC stuff, but James Wan's movie was like the only one we didn't hear tons of production issues about. We didn't hear any production issues. Yeah, it was just like here's the cast, here's the director, we're making it. Yeah, no, that's the, and I don't think we heard any, Wonder Woman and this, I think, are the two where you haven't heard any production issues or any behind-the-scene mm-hmm. um, switch-ups or anything of that nature. So it, but as of right now, it's trending in the right direction and looks like it's going to be sort of a, a get-back-on-the-right-foot type of film for the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Um, where they go from here after Shazam, I'm not sure, because the, the whole universe as a whole still seems to be in a state of flux right now. Yeah, especially with their Superman and their Batman Potentially not, not being locked there. down. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a weird situation to be in in your universe where your two best or two most prominent characters aren't even really cast at the moment, or at yeah. least. And I do believe Henry—I I don't know if Henry Cavill confirmed he was leaving. No, he that never was, confirmed that he was out. Yeah, that was, that was sort of a, a thing that happened, and then he— Posted that really vague thing on Instagram, so I don't really, we don't really know what's going on with Henry Cavill at the moment. Ben Affleck does look like he's leaving. Yeah. Um. But it, yeah, this this whole universe does seem to be in a state of flux, so it's kind of hard to. Like, I'm excited for Aquaman, but as far as getting excited for the rest of his universe and where he goes from here, it's kind of hard too because I don't think the universe that he's placed in right now is very. Um. It's not in a, in a good place yeah, right it's, now. It's on shaky ground. Yeah, it's on very shaky ground. Yeah, it's Man. it's definitely going to be interesting to see like what decisions are made after Shazam because like they haven't announced a slate. Yeah, they've just announced all. a bunch of a random been, films that they're going to be putting here and there, but not a real cohesive I, slate. I mean, the most we've heard about a movie after Shazam is Birds of Prey, which I don't and think anyone's excited. And that's about. just another spinoff of Gotham. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, but where's Batman and where's where's Superman and yeah. where's all your important stuff and. It's going to be super weird, but just well, step one, I think, figure out what you're doing with Batman because like, they were like, it's Jake Gyllenhaal or it's John Hamm. Who knows? 
Yeah, I think they need to come out with a definitive casting of that yeah. first. Get a Batman. You need a Batman if you're going to run any version of a DC universe. Yeah. Um, so they they definitely need to get that figured out first and foremost. Right. Um, they also need to, like I said, find a, a series of directors who they're going to assign to each property mm-hmm. and sort of have them, okay, so you're whoever, this director, you're going to focus on um, Green, Lan- uh, Green Lantern. And this director, you're going to focus on Flash. This director, you're going to focus on this, this. And then we're going to get this guy to direct Justice League 2 or however they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the whole one director idea for like five straight films when you're creating a cinematic universe is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, even the Russo brothers, when you look in the Marvel universe, they don't, they didn't direct like five of their films in a row. They directed winter soldier, took a, a few film, yeah. took a break for a few films. Well, at first they were just the captain America guys. Yeah. Really? They were just the captain America guys. They were the guys focusing on captain America. They mm-hmm. went to winter soldier and civil war and they did such a good job on those where Marvel said, well, doesn't like we're going to get Joss Whedon back to do Avengers three, so we'll bring you guys yeah. in to do that now. They, they broke Joss Whedon. Yeah, no, they. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Marvel think, broke Joss Whedon. I don't think Joss Whedon's with going Ultron. anywhere near a, outside of Batwoman. I think Joss Whedon is maybe dusting his hands off with the superhero genre yeah. as a whole right now, which I don't blame him. Um, but y- you see the kind of the difference in the way they've handled things. Sure. Um, and I hope for the DCU's sake that Aquaman sort of kickstarts them in a direction where they can go. Okay, after Aquaman. Here's our slate, and here's what we want to do. And this person's going to be in charge of this. This person's going to be in charge of this. We have our, we've hired some sort of Kevin Feige figure to sort of oversee everything, and we're actually going to start taking this a little bit more seriously. Mm. Um, I doubt that'll happen. <laughs> I hope it does. I'd love to see good DC movies. I hate like every yeah. now and then it, it kind of dissolves. It it definitely does not kind of it dissolves into a Marvel versus DC thing, mm-hmm. but like. I, what I, what I don't most think people, of, yeah, yeah, most of us would love to see good DC stuff. Like, yeah, we I think grew up people on all make of it. it Marvel versus DC a little too much. Yeah. The superhero genre as a whole is better off when yeah. DC's making good movies and Marvel is making good yeah, movies. For sure. When one's falling off, the superhero as a genre as a whole, because Marvel kind of has to pick up the slack now, yeah, because DC's falling off. And when Marvel's not able to pick up the slack anymore, superhero genre as a whole will start to fall back to the yeah. dark days of the 1990s. Yeah, because people, people like to point at. At the bad ones, like are superhero movies dying? Look yeah. at all the messes that DC's exactly. making. Exactly. So you you need a very steady flow of good superhero movies to keep this genre going. And if DC continues to do this, it's going to hurt the genre as a whole. Mm-hmm. Which is what I think a lot of people are struggling to understand. They think, well, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm always making good movies, so I'm not worried. It's like, well, no, you should want DC to make good movies. Right. You don't have to go see them or go watch them, but you should hope for DC to be having a, a stable cinematic universe that people are going to go see their films. Otherwise, the whole genre as a whole, like I said, it's it going to suffer. It's yeah. going to suffer as a whole because of it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee all the Marvel fanboys watched Teen Titans or Batman the Animated Series or Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, no, there's, there's too kid. much good DC stuff for you to totally avoid it. Yeah, like I just find it very difficult. You're like you're you're like blocking yourself off from so much good content yeah. if you do that. Like, oh, I'm only going to watch DC films, or I'm only going to watch. There's there's so much good stuff on both sides. Why would you limit yourself to one? Right. All right. Um, yeah, that should do it for DC. So we're we're missing our, our gaming host here, but Fallout seventy six dropped, and I didn't play it. I did not either because yeah. Jeremy told me repeatedly not to. My roommate got it, and he he's having fun with it, but he said a line that always turns me off of games. He's like, "It it's only fun when you have people with." With you, mm, like yeah. you, you've got to have people play with you. Then it's fun, and I, 
like sometimes I'm down. Like I love playing like online with my friends, but mm-hmm. like if that's the sole pitch of the game, like yeah, I have like to get this required. and play with my friends, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be turned off. It's like I tried it with The Division, mm-hmm. which I ended up hating because it's an RPG and every enemy is a bullet sponge and you need four people. Otherwise, you're going to die. I feel like for an RPG, you should be able to play through that solo and be, you know what I'm saying? Like an RPG shouldn't require for you to play with other people. Yeah, maybe I'm just trash at it. I don't know. Who knows? But no, like I'm with you. Like if, if your game is an RPG... You, it oh, should be yeah. able to be played. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. no, like I, I'm saying, like if you're if you're an RPG game, like I, I play RPGs because I want to play them by myself, and if I get to right. play them with friends, then that's cool. But I shouldn't be required to yeah. play with friends. It shouldn't be the selling for point. an RPG. Mm-hmm. Well, that's traditionally more of a, a solo campaign type of game. I'm not <laughs> trying to play with five or six people every time I fire up an RPG game. Yeah, it just seems ridiculous. So, Fallout is that. I've heard it's super empty. Like you just walk around for forever if you're by yourself and find See, nothing. Basically, yeah. That's really and disappointing. Apparently, the final boss is like it's a thing called a scorch beast, which is it's a dragon, mm-hmm. and it uses animations from Skyrim. Like they really? just like copied animations from Skyrim. They didn't this, even try to hide this it. dragon. Wow. So well, well done. <laughs> wow. Uh, Todd Howard. I forget what company you run. But so it, it, uh, Bethesda was one that has been making Bethesda, yeah. So they're still they still made this as well. Yes. Okay. I believe Skyrim and Fallout are there are their things. That's wow. That's weird to me that you could go from because I personally really liked Fallout Four. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to me that you can go from making a game like as good as that. But then seventy six has all these problems. Granted, I haven't played it yet. I uh, yeah. I but yeah. From what I've been hearing, it's like it's been sort of a. After a while, not everyone can be wrong, and this has been mm-hmm. a pretty. It's like it's, it almost feels like it's being bombarded with negative reviews. Like I cannot find a single good review on this game. Yeah. So yeah, that's an issue. Um, which is because when I initially saw the trailer for this, I was actually excited because I was like, oh, a new Fallout. But from what everything I've been hearing, I've just kind of, I kind of can't buy it now. Yeah. Which really sucks because I was looking forward to it. That cover of Country Roads is good, though. The what? The cover of Take Me Home Country Roads. Oh, yeah, <laughs> from exactly. The first trailer. That's no, good. That was good. But yeah, exactly. The they game, did one thing right. The game is leaves a lot to be desired. But Bryce likes it. I don't know. Happy for him. But it's not for me. It's It really wasn't going to be for me. I've never been into Fallout. So, like, I saw it and I was like, okay, I'm yeah. not going to play that. But, you yeah. know. So, interesting. I imagine that they'll see all the backlash and patch some things because it's also like i mean you can only patch so much if the yeah. game is that broken yeah it's man. also it's like it crashes all the time and yeah you can yeah. You, if your game is just straight broken from the start you can only patch so much i mean that's you have to do like straight a straight up overhaul if, if if this game truly has the amount of issues that i hear it's having you have to do pretty much an overhaul to fix a lot of these issues i don't know if just putting a patch here or there is going to do it yeah. and I, I feel like this is almost like holding action from Bethesda. They're like, okay, here's this mm-hmm. because we they're I feel like they're really going to focus on next gen mm-hmm. because it's like they're going to do what's it Starfield or something. It's like a space RPG thing. That's going to be one of their next things and Elder Scrolls 6. True, but if so you're, like, you're going to focus on next gen, then I would have just waited to release this. Yeah. Until you were like ready. Don't yeah. don't just prematurely release a game just cuz you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Like if if you truly don't think the game that you have right now is ready to be released to people, then just wait. If you're waiting for next gen, then just do that. But don't give people garbage. Mm. 
because people are paying their money for this. $60. Yeah, I was like, this is... A broken you know, game this, that this crashes is a, on launch. Yeah, this isn't a cheap investment. Like, $60 is a decent chunk of money. So, <laughs> when, especially if you're a broke college student. Yeah, when Bryce got it, he texted us, like, like right as he got it, he's like, it's crashed five times. Yeah, no, I'm I, so upset I wouldn't at be this able game. to do it. But then he got into it, it, and he's like, okay, no, I kind of take it back. It's fun. But the damage had been done. I don't believe him. And he he's not here to defend himself. He was going <laughs> to be on, but he took too long. And we only have two mics. Quick behind the scenes. But yeah. So, Fallout, that's a thing. Uh on the on the topic of mixed to negative re- reviews and we're not I won't we won't get into this a whole lot cuz neither of us have seen it, but Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of I did of, not hear good things. The Crimes of Wizard Hitler. I did not um, hear good things at all. So that came out and like people are saying it's like the worst movie in the Harry Potter franchise so far. Oh, I didn't hear that. But and, I heard not good things. Yeah. So you know, I'm. I still don't get why they just didn't keep Colin Farrell as Grindelwald. Yeah, like you, exactly. You, if you have Colin Farrell, you use Colin Farrell. Yeah, like he's a he's a charismatic actor, and he, he can play evil pretty well. Yeah, no, probably. That was, that's just wild. And to me. you go with Johnny Depp, and and J.K. defends it, and Warner Brothers defends it, and I don't know. Yeah, well. but. Someone thought someone somewhere thought it was a good idea to replace Colin Farrell with yeah. Johnny Depp. I am a little interested because I want to see Jude Law as, as young Dumbledore, young Dumbledore. Yeah, I've heard, but, I've heard he's. he's, but, he's I mean, I'm, not, I'm not spending my money at the movies just to see that. I'll yeah. wait, but I think I might have to go see it because my mom wants to see it. Oh, so dang. like when I go home on then. Thanksgiving break, yeah, maybe okay. I'll get her to pay. You you have to take but, one for the team on that yeah, one then. I'll take one for the team, and um, there's there's a small thing that I can I can go on about. So one of the characters, and she was mentioned in the first one, so this isn't too big of a spoiler. Her name is Lita, Lita Lestrange. And everyone's like, oh. oh my gosh, she's related to Bellatrix Thanks Lestrange. Strange, yeah. Except, no, she's not. Because Bellatrix is not Lestrange. She married into that family. A little bit of Harry Potter lore that I actually like paid attention to when <laughs> I picked up on this. I was like, wait, no. Because she is... Sirius Black's cousin, mm-hmm. which means that she, by birth, is a Black, so she's not a Lestrange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She married into that family, so everybody's making a big deal, like, oh my god, it's Bellatrix Lestrange's ancestor, except it's not. Not really. Shut no. up. <laughs> You're wrong. I heard Nagini was also uh, underwhelming in that, too. Yeah, she's like a were-snake person. Yeah. And I don't... Like, I was watching a review that basically said, like, if that character weren't Nagini, you'd wonder what the purpose of them being in the film was. Like, yeah. Because that they are Nagini in human form is the only reason you care that character's there. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, I, I guess once I take one for the team, I'll come back and report further. But there's, like, there's also this campaign to, like, defend, like, the secret plot twist. There's a plot of twist. Of the movie. There's, like, a secret plot twist at the end involving... A couple characters. I know what it is because I didn't care about spoilers. Uh. But it's like, it's not that. Like, when I heard it, I was like, what? It doesn't make, it, it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. But is it just like it's not that deep? Like, it doesn't change a whole lot about Harry Potter or the lore or whatever? At the moment, I don't think so. Okay. But because they're making five of these Fantastic Beast movies. Woohoo! I mean, the first one wasn't terrible. No, I like the first one. The first one's pretty fun. I just feel like if you're yeah. if you're trying to build a franchise, your second one shouldn't be this big of a dud. Yeah. That's, you're putting yourself. And the thing in a is, doing that. they're setting it up to be. It's going to culminate in the duel between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. That's mm-hmm. like the big thing that they were like. It happened in the books. This is why everybody thinks Dumbledore is the biggest badass in the Wizarding world because mm-hmm. he dueled Wizard Hitler in 1945 
as because like during the Muggle World War Two, there was a Wizard World War, mm-hmm. and it ended when Dumbledore beat him. Okay. So that's why it's like such a big deal. So it's building up to that, mm-hmm. but. And that's an interesting story to tell, but they based like they launched it off of a spin-off Harry Potter book that's this thick. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, this is how we're gonna start. Okay, here we go. And I that in and of itself was an interesting movie, but the fact that they tried to tie it into like the greater thing, mm-hmm. it's like you're gonna be you're gonna be grasping at straws at movie three and four as to yeah. how it's still connected to the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, no, I would if if that was their plan, I would have just made a Dumbledore, a young Dumbledore spinoff yeah. and just went from there mm-hmm. instead of trying to put in Newt's commander and then trying to make it all relate. I think you just made life more difficult than your, on yourself than it needed to be. Yeah. So that's a thing. Um, Yeah, that, that's all I really have for the discussion points. So are you reading or watching or playing anything? Um, well, speaking of Colin Farrell, okay. I actually saw Widows over the weekend. Okay. Um, it's directed by Steve McQueen, same person who directed 12 Years a Slave. So if you attach his name to anything, I'm going to be excited. It was underwhelming. Um, okay. The acting was phenomenal. Viola Davis was great. Um, Letty well, from, Fan- from Fast and Furious, I'm forgetting her name. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was phenomenal. Um, the lady who plays the leader of the gold people in Guardians 2, she's one of the oh, other ladies in this. She cool. was really good. Like, I have no complaint. I, obviously, Colin Farrell was great. Uh, Robert Duvall plays his dad. He's great. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out and Black Panther, he's good in it as well. That's a stacked cast. Yeah, Isn't no, Liam Neeson is, in it, too? Yeah, Liam Neeson's in it. Um, uh, the Punisher's in it. John Bernthal? John Bernthal's in it. Yeah, no, this is this is it's a great cast. That's a stacked cast. So like, there was no issue acting wise, but my problem with the film was it felt directionless. Mm-hmm. Like it felt and it's not really told in order. Like you see, like the film opens and you see like a scene of like Viola Davis in present day, and then it flashes back to the moment where, spoiler alert, Liam Neeson and his whole crew dies. Because the film's about the widows having to continue right. on their husband's work. Yep. So it like it starts with like you know present day then flashbacks and kind of goes back and forth throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's kind of different. At certain times it's difficult to tell where you are in the timeline because they don't always make it clear until you see like oh well, that character is dead right now. So clearly we're in, you know it takes a minute. And I think the the film is very it's very slow, which was what got to me because I was kind of expecting a little bit more action. Like in most heist films, you kind of get the all right. So here's the crew. Now we're going to practice this. We're going to do this now. All right, you, you're you in charge of this. You're in charge of this. Whereas this film, it was more of like, all right, we're going to meet. We're going to talk about this heist. Now we're going to go all, go back to our personal lives and deal with personal stuff. Then we're going to come back and talk about the heist a little bit more, not really make a plan. Then we're going to go back to our personal <laughs> lives. Then we're going to come back. All right, now we have somewhat of a plan that we don't really discuss to you, the audience. We're just going to show up at the end and do the heist. And I'll be like, well, I wasn't here to see you guys plan any of this. You guys are just doing it now. So right. yeah, it was and the heist actually was not even really all that climactic. It was very, that the heist, which was really, what really got to me was we built up this very slow paced, slow moving film that has no direction. Then we get to the heist. I'm like, all right, cool. Here comes the heist. And what we've been waiting for. And it's like 10 minutes. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, this this movie had a lot of issues, which sucks because, you know, you see Steve McQueen and his movie won Best Picture. You expect yeah. a little bit better directing, but that's not what I got, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's my spiel on Widows. Okay, very good. I just want to say every time you mention Steve McQueen, I think, like, Bullet. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that guy, I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. But there's two <laughs> Steve McQueens, so I always remember that. But yeah, so um, I was at an ROTC thing all weekend, so I didn't really watch anything. I'm gonna watch Fantastic Beasts because I gotta take one for the team because my mom wants to see it. Um, still working my way through Red Dead. It is very like it is slow, man. Really, it's such a slow game. I've been watching YouTube videos on like gameplay and stuff. It looks like anything but slow. Well, it's really fun and like it's like relaxing and like there is a lot. Like, I do I like the game, mm-hmm. but just the the controls like get overly complicated and like the combat and like I'll just like find myself playing it and then I'm just I'll like have I'll check my phone and I'll have been like playing for an hour and I just like haven't I've accomplished like three things. Wow, it's just like a lot of riding back and forth. You and can't might, do like fast travel in that. You can yeah, you can now. I unlocked it okay. because I did the I did the cheat where you get unlimited gold. Mm-hmm. So now I have like thirty thousand dollars. So I upgraded all the camp and I unlocked that. Okay, so I was I, about to say I feel like yeah. a game that expensive and you can't fast travel. That's yeah. just torturous. So I can do that now. It is a grind to do it if you don't cheat though, like I did. Okay, don't cheat, kids. But yeah, it might be also because I was just like trying to find side stuff to do. So mm-hmm. I was just riding around like aimlessly and I yeah. was like, I'm so bored. I'm waiting for something <laughs> to kick off. So yeah, it, ob- it obviously, of course, it got nominated for game of the year. I guess we could talk about that quick. It was game of Thrones, not game of Thrones, idiot. Red dead Two, Spider-Man, um, God of war. Celeste, I think was one monster hunter. And what was the sixth one? Assassin's Creed. I've played one of those Odyssey. games. <laughs> so uh, I've heard I've heard good things about all of them. Red Dead's probably going to win. Or God of War. I've heard that's really, really great. Yeah, I, I played like God of War very briefly mm-hmm. and quickly realized I suck at it and put the <laughs> controller down. Very good. Um, I would pick Spider-Man, honestly. That game is fantastic. Over Red Dead, really? Yeah, I, I, I really would. Um the next DLC for that's coming out pretty soon. I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I like Spider-Man. It's it's more, and again, it might just be how I'm playing Red Dead, but it's it's more exciting. Mm-hmm. And like the traveling I mean, you're Spider-Man, is quicker. It's, more and it's, le- it's just less tedious and like. Well, Red- also in one game you have superpowers yeah. and the other one not. Like Red Dead, it's like you got to eat yeah. and clean your horse and clean your guns. Yeah, I heard about how tedious sleep every now and then. And yeah, it's just. I don't know. It can, it can. Like it's good, but it's it's. Yeah, I heard it's that not, game can be pretty tedious as far as like you have to actually like take care of yourself like you do in real life. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm not trying to do that in a video game. Yeah, the, the whole point of a video game is so I don't have to do that. Right. Like one of my friends hundred percented it like last week, and I was like, how? No way. Are how? you serious? Yeah. He just. I guess he just played for like six hours, like every single day. Did he, I guarantee something. you, he did not have a life outside of that. I guess not. Or do one hundred percent that game already. Yeah, he hundred percented it. There's he, he no sent way. a screen. He sent a picture of his screen. He's like hundred percent. Either he photoshopped that, or he straight up did not have a life for like the past month. I guess. Wow. But yeah, he's crazy. So, um, yeah, there there wasn't a whole else slot that like I was gonna watch. Or anything. November's kind of empty for movie releases that I was into. Like Fantastic Typically Beast. It is, yeah. Fantastic Typically. Beast was the big one, and, and then reviews were like, "Oh, hey, it's not that great." Yeah, November, December oh. is usually like Oscar film type of yeah. time, so you're not getting a whole lot of superhero stuff. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm, December is usually Star Wars time, but I don't yeah. think we're gonna get that this year. I missed the boat on 
uh, Bad Times at the El Royale and First Man. I really wanted to see both of those. Yeah, I haven't seen and either I one. I missed them yeah, in the theater, to, so I'm really bummed. I got to see it. There's a big theater down by my house that like had, they have like way more screens, so stuff stays there longer. Yeah. Like I went. Well, go say First Man because yeah. this box office numbers are terrible. So yeah, they both are. Yeah, both of those movies. Well, like, true, but like at least with Bad Times at the El Royale, no one was expecting its box office numbers to be good. Mm-hmm. Like with First Man. The marketing campaign behind that was like just because every year you get that one best picture nominee that like yeah. made a lot of money. And I think people were kind of expecting First Man to be that. Yeah. And it just just crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. So but we shall see how this yeah. plays out yeah. as far as Oscar season that, goes. It, that's got to be nominated for awards. I've heard that, that is like such an achievement with like oh, everything. Yeah, no, I've, it's, I've like, heard, it's incredible. I, I immediately heard like film of the year after yeah. it came out, which I like. Naturally, I expected it to make at least its budget back. Did it <laughs> not make fact. its budget back? I don't know if it did. That like sucks. when I say it crashed and burned, like it crashed. I don't know. It might have made its budget back just because the budget might have been so low. But it, it like if it did make its budget back, I think it was barely. Critically, it did really well. I wonder. No, critically, it, it did amazing. The bo- where's the box office? Box office wise, I know it, it struggled mightily. That's, a, that's upsetting because I feel like if it had made its budget back, people wouldn't have been saying it was such a flop. I don't know. Because a film's only considered a flop if it doesn't make its budget back. Yeah. Well, I'll go see it. I'll I'll give the goose some money. Oh, well, we'll see. But, yeah. So, that should do it for us. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us on basically every app out there for podcasts, iTunes, whatever different devices you use. We're there. You can find us on our website at cm-life.com. Tweet at us if you want. If you, <laughs> if you have something that you want us to talk about, tweet in or Facebook message, or however you wish. And we'll we'll talk about something, because we haven't done, like, a topic topic in a while. So that'd be interesting to do. And until next time, same bad time, same bad channel.